Bob Huggins is out as West Virginia's basketball coach, and it was a move that had to be done. However, it was done. Resigning, firing, whatever you want to call it. Huggins is out, and there was frankly no other choice in the matter. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com is how you find us covering the Big 12 Conference. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you joining us. So, uh, I came on the podcast, I came on YouTube Live, and I told you last weekend on Saturday, I said, there's no way Bob Huggins can survive this. I say this as somebody who defended Bob Huggins from his radio comments last month. He went on the Cincinnati radio show, uh, 700 WLW, and you know he made remarks that were you know homophobic in nature. But I said, that should not be how this guy's career ends. I did not think that Bob Huggins should be fired for those comments on that radio station, not supporting it, not endorsing the language, but just saying that's not how a guy of his stature um, should have his career end. And I firmly still stand by that. But then Bob Huggins did something that puts people's lives at risk. He drove drunk and he didn't just drive drunk. He wasn't, 0.01 over the legal limit. Bob Huggins was over two and a half times the legal limit when he was found on the streets of Pittsburgh with a shredded tire, not knowing what city he was in, and an empty trash bag of beer cans in his car. That's different. That's not using a homophobic slur that, let's be honest, was getting used all over locker rooms and does get used all over locker rooms across this country. This was putting the lives of innocent people at risk. That is what Bob Huggins did on Friday night in Pittsburgh. And he did not even know what city he was in, according to the police report. That's bad. That's dangerous. And for a 69-year-old man who's the face of frankly, the state, I mean, is there, a, is there a person in West Virginia who is a bigger deal, who more embodies what West Virginia is than Bob Huggins? No, there isn't. That person does not exist. It is Bob Huggins and it is nobody else. There is not a close second. I don't care, Joe Manchin, whatever direction you want to go, the governor, it doesn't matter. It is Bob Huggins. And at nearly 70 years old, he made such a colossal mistake, colossal mistake, that he was not going to survive it. I defended him on the radio show issue. I could not and I would not and I cannot defend him on this. Two and a half times the legal limit. The man, God bless him, needs help. He genuinely needs help. I'm praying for him. I'm hoping that he gets that help because he needs it. I'm not trying to rub salt in the wound. I'm not trying to tear down Bob Huggins while he's down. I'm not looking to do any of that. But I'm simply adding that he can no longer be, and he should have no longer been, the head basketball coach for West Virginia. No, he couldn't. Now, Bob Huggins put out a statement. He resigned. Let's be honest. The school let him resign. The school allowed him to resign. The school let him save face and not totally be embarrassed by firing him. That's what they did. So Bob Huggins put out a statement and it read, My recent actions do not represent the values of the university or the leadership expected in this role. While I have always tried to represent our university with honor, I've let all of you and myself down. He says, I'm solely responsible for my conduct and sincerely apologize to the university community particularly to the student-athletes, coaches, and staff in our program. 
I must do better, and I plan to spend the next few months focused on my health and my family so that I can be the person that they deserve. That is from Bob Huggins. Fine statement, but um, you know the reality is that statement allows him to save face. Bob Huggins was going to be fired. He could have resigned or he could have been fired. Obviously, he chose the former, which was the right call. There was no other way for this to end. And frankly, it's a sad ending. You know, I mean, this was obviously a problem for him at Cincinnati. Got a DUI there, helped lead to his exit. And now his legendary career ends um, in his home state, in his hometown. Embarrassingly, this was supposed to be the place. If you think back to Bob Huggins coming to West Virginia, what, 17 years ago, this was a homecoming. This was a guy who was going to return as the golden boy and was going to lift West Virginia basketball over the top. Now, he got him to a Final Four. He had some legendary players, some legendary runs. But West Virginia basketball, really the last couple of years in particular, had struggled. Right? They had struggled. Not that he was not a great hire, a great coach, and a guy who wanted to give his all. He did, and he got him to a Final Four. But he could never get him over the hump. And he never did. And to end this way, when, by the way, this team was shaping up to be maybe the best team the Mountaineers had had in years. Great job in the transfer portal. Exciting group of guys that were going to be a part of this team this season. It's been a bad couple of years for the program. Things were going to turn around under Bob Huggins this year. And now they're not. They may, but it's not going to be under him. And that's a that's a sad part of this whole story. And it's a part of the story that has to be told. There's no overlooking it. There's no second-guessing it. It was a move that had to be made. We don't know what's going to happen with the players. We have no idea. But there was no other choice here in the matter. Bob Huggins had to go. You can't drive two and a half times the legal limit, put who knows how many people at risk, and lead a program of this stature. You can't lead any program, frankly, but certainly not a program of this stature. No way, no how. It had to be done, and there was simply no other choice in the matter for Bob Huggins in West Virginia. And by the way, I'll add this. For a guy who, you know, here's the other thing as well. Bob Huggins was a guy, he ran a program like a hard ass. How does a guy get respect running a program like a hard ass when he acts like this as a near 70-year-old grown man? There would be no respect for the guy, and you know there'd be no teeth to any of it. There wasn't going to be. So this had to happen. It's sad, but it had to happen. And I don't take joy in it. I'm not one of these guys sitting here saying, yeah, Bob Huggins is out. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get him for that, that comment he made on that Cincinnati radio station. I'm not, I'm not saying good riddance. I'm not sitting here saying that I take joy in this because I defended him. I was one of the few... In Big 12 media, in West Virginia media, in national media for that matter, who defended Bob Huggins. Not defending his use of the word, but simply saying this should not be a career ender. Most of sports media said fire him, get rid of him, good riddance, you can't say words like that. And yes, you should not say words like that. But that was not the reason that Bob Huggins' career should have ended. This, this is. This is. So now the question is, who's going to replace Bob Huggins? Who are the options uh, possibly 
be that person or persons to replace Bob Huggins. Not that you're going to hire two head coaches, but who are the people in the mix? So our guy, Matthew Postens, does a great job as our lead Big 12 basketball writer. He put together a list of guys, and I'm going to roll through them, and then I'll give you my wild card in all this, and also get to some of your comments here as well on YouTube Live. Uh, Matthew Postens puts on his list the assistant coach at West Virginia, Ron Everhart. He'd be the path of least resistance here. He's already on the staff, 35 years of coaching experience. Um, He's been a head coach before, Duquesne, Northeastern, McNeese State. He joined Bob Huggins' staff over 10 years ago. He's a West Virginia native from Fairmont. Um, He checks a lot of the boxes. Not a big brand name guy, but he might be the guy to kind of at least for a year get through this process, and then hit the reset button after next year. Frank Martin at UMass. If you're looking at the Bob Huggins coaching tree, Frank Martin might be the most attainable. Sorry, Mick Cronin's not leaving UCLA, as Matthew notes, and he's right about that. He was an assistant for Huggins at both Cincinnati and Kansas State. He succeeded Bob Huggins at K-State when Huggins left for West Virginia. He's won more than 300 games. He's taken a team to a Final Four, South Carolina, back in 2017, and he just took over UMass. He could hit the ground running. The other list that Matthew Postens puts on here, Andy Kennedy, UAB head coach. He's also in the Bob Huggins coaching tree. Worked at Bob Huggins' assistant at Cincinnati, and he also replaced Huggins in controversial times as he was Cincinnati's interim coach after Bob Huggins resigned there back in 2005-2006. He spent more than a decade at Ole Miss before taking over at UAB. Well, here's the problem. Uh, This guy's from Mississippi, and he may appreciate being closer to home. So I don't know about Andy Kennedy at UAB, but certainly a list to look at or a guy to look at. Um, Jared Calhoun, Youngstown State. Matthew Postens writes here, Huggins has a rich coaching tree. Calhoun's part of it. He was a graduate assistant for Huggins at Cincinnati, served on Huggins' staff at West Virginia. His first head coaching job was in West Virginia at D2 Fairmont State, and he parlayed a D2 finals appearance into a job with Youngstown State. The Penguins are coming off a 24-win season that led them to the NIT. He's an Ohio native, and he knows how to recruit in West Virginia's backyard. All right, that's an interesting name. And then Matt Langle, Colgate's head coach. Now, this guy has nothing to do with Bob Huggins. That could be a good thing. Fran Dunphy, the Um, he's making a name for himself at Colgate. He's won 202 games, but in the last five years, he's coached the dominant team in the Patriot League, leading it to four NCAA tournament appearances. He is ready for a Power 5 promotion. The timing's not great, at least not for Colgate, so see if Matt Langle is in the mix. So that was Matthew Poston's list, and it's a good list. I'm going to add a name to that list that I think we should seriously consider here. And I say this as somebody who's in Kansas City, so I've seen this guy in my region have a lot of success. Ben McCollum. Now, if you're a casual college basketball fan, you're saying, who's Ben McCollum? Ben McCollum, who is that? Ben McCollum has been the head coach for 13 seasons at Northwest Missouri State. That's right, Northwest Missouri State. 
He is a Division II guy. Now you're saying, Pete, we need a splash. We need a big hire. We can't have a guy from Northwest Missouri State. Hear me out here. This guy has done things at the Division II level that nobody has done. And by the way, he's got a connection to West Virginia. What's his connection? West Virginia AD, Ren Baker, used to be the AD at Northwest Missouri State and was Ben McCollum's boss. Apparently, these two guys are big fans of each other. McCollum has gotten opportunities for bigger jobs, and he has been waiting for the right one. So Ben McCollum's had the job since 2009-2010. Ren Baker, who's now the West Virginia AD, was Missouri State's AD from 2011 to 2013. Baker has fielded a bunch of calls from D1 ADs asking about Ben McCollum, but for whatever reason, it just hasn't worked out. But he's waiting. He's waiting for the right opportunity. And not many ADs want to go down to the D2 level. I think they're wrong to do that, but they don't. This guy has done things in the Division II level that simply have not been done. He's the seven-time conference coach of the year. Um, He's won six conference titles, 10 regular season titles. I mean, he has taken the Bearcats at Northwest Missouri State to an elite status in the D2 realm of college basketball. He's the first five-time Division II National Coach of the Year. First time it's ever been done in Maryville, Missouri. And he's got a tie to West Virginia's AD, Rem Baker. Uh, That is a pretty darn good connection between these good guys. Um, And I would just watch it closely and see if that's maybe a wild card that starts popping up here. Because I know that we're looking at the Bob Huggins coaching tree, but this might be a chance to just cut the cord and say, we don't want somebody out of the Bob Huggins coaching tree based on how this ended. We don't. I'm not saying that's the case at West Virginia, but it might be the case. It might be the case. So I would look at that name. I'm looking at, we've got, um, if you have not become a member of the Heartland College Sports Forums, I hope that you do. Uh, They're free, by the way. Just go to heartlandcollegesports.com, click on the members forums at the top, sign up. Once again, it's free. So we're not like charging you anything for it. Um, and I've got a thread going on there. And on the thread, one of the um, subscribers on the forum says, what about Fred Hoiberg at Nebraska? After serving out his 40-year sentence in Lincoln, Nebraska, he should be due for a work release, right? <laughs> Well, that would be pretty cool. I would love to see Fred Hoiberg back in the Big 12. I I don't know if a call is going to be made. I have no idea how interested he is, but I'm intrigued by Fred Hoiberg. I like that on the forum. So go sign up right now and register for free on the Heartland College Sports Forums. On YouTube Live right now, Blake writes, I hope the Mountaineers do a big hire. They have a stacked team. We have to be good in basketball. Uh... I hope they turn it around. They've got a good brand. They do have a good brand. It's a good job. It's a really good job. Uh, Here's another comment. West Virginia guy, 56. Jay Wright would be a great hire. Okay, hell will freeze over before Jay Wright ends up as the next head coach at West Virginia. I hate to break it to you, my man, but that ain't happening. Jeremy, time to convince Mark Adams to leave the desert. Do you want Mark Adams? From Texas Tech? I, yeah, I don't think you do. I, you know, I'm not saying you don't, but I think you can do. I, I, listen, there's been enough drama around Mark Adams the last year at Texas Tech. 
I uh, I'd look elsewhere. I would just I'd be looking elsewhere if I was a West Virginia fan or if I was Ren Baker or anybody else involved with the Mountaineers. That's where I'd be looking. So uh, go to the forum, subscribe there as always. Subscribe to the show as well. We've got I'll pull them out as always. Free Heartland College sports koozies. They've got your name on them. All you got to do is leave a rating and a review on the show, on the podcast, and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get you hooked up with a free Heartland College sports koozie. And, of course, the name that's out there, Joe Mazzula, West Virginia guy, head coach of the Boston Celtics. Man, if you're going to – listen, I, I don't know anything about what's in Joe Mazzula's mind. I don't know how safe his job is. Some say he underachieved not getting the Celtics to the NBA Finals. But when you're coaching one of the blue bloods in the NBA, like the Boston Celtics, and you've got a team that's coming off a Finals appearance and an Eastern Conference Finals appearance, I don't know how you leave. College jobs will always be there, yes, even if they're at your alma mater. I don't know how you leave the Boston Celtics, especially he's a Rhode Island guy, I don't know how you leave the Boston Celtics for West Virginia, even though, yes, I get it, it is your alma mater. I just don't know how you do it if you're Joe Missoula. I think that's a pipe dream. It'd be great for the Mountaineers, but, man, that would be absolutely shocking. Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Hit that subscribe button, rate, review. We so appreciate you taking 30 seconds of your time to do that because now's the time to do it in the offseason. Helps us build this show going into football season. Thank you so much. So appreciate you. And by the way, happy Father's Day. As a father of a four-year-old and a two-year-old, it is the greatest joy. It is also the hardest job, the most humbling job that any of us have, but it also is the most rewarding job. As well. So have a great Father's Day. Appreciate all you dads. It is the most important job that any of us have, um, no matter what. No matter what anybody tells you, that is all of our most important jobs. Have a great day. Enjoy it. Get back to it. And we'll talk to you soon. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. See you later.